everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 54, which begins with sheep. You. Sheep! (laughs) And then she says, you are all sheep. sheep. And I have it going through Preston telling the angel, you don't have to sit here and go through. We'll find out. Oh, man, it cuts off there. We'll find out tomorrow what she has to go through or not. Maybe. We'll see. That's a problem for tomorrow. So we have Amanda talking to Earth Girl and Earth Girl just basically is like, fuck all you popular people. Authentic. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I knew people like this in high school. Yep. Um. Two, classic. This is classic. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So so much so that I'm punching my desk. Um, Ow. Yeah. The, you are all sheep. Ba is like so good. It's yeah. so. It's like you fall down the rabbit hole with her, and then you find yourself. She's at the bottom, and she already has her sword out. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Yeah. It's. It's amazing. It's classic. And Amanda also, it's it's way over the top. It's ridiculously over the top. Amanda's like, yes. what? <laughs> I just asked if you know the person that wrote this letter. No. But I'll go, I'll go talk to someone else. <laughs> Maybe would, someone else knows Preston. Uh, I would have liked to see uh, Amanda slowly back out of the room. That would have been uh, yeah. another choice. But she yeah. would have been followed by Earth Girl and possibly stabbed, so... Right, because Earth Girl did have scissors, and she they did. did look sharp. Scream four, scream five, can't hardly wait. Yep. Anyways. I find the demographics of this party just buck wild. Why is Earth Girl there? Why is Earth Girl there? If she's so pissed off at everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, I can understand the stoners showing up. They yeah. may not be friends with a lot of these people, but... You know, it's a party, and they brought weed brownies, so right. why not go have weed brownies at this party? Right. I can understand, you know, I can even understand someone like William showing up, even if you don't know the reason that he's shown up. Yeah. I could understand, like, the class nerd just wanting to see what a party is. Even the, the weren't you in my language lab girl? Yeah. Kind of falls into that same category. Like you've oh, got sure. this you've got this nerdy person who probably doesn't get invited to a lot of parties of this type, just wanting to see what is this all about. But Earth Girl seems like she is there specifically to make sure that the environment is taken care of. I wonder if she is girl whose party it is is a uh, friend. Like she's the Denise to the girl whose party it is is Ken oh, Fisher. Oh, that could be. And she was like Every every Wednesday night, we would get together, watch Seventh Heaven. I'd cut up these plastic uh, rings that I picked up out of, outside the dumpster at the high school, and we'd just hang out and talk about boys and Preston and and William, who girl whose party it is has a crush on, and sure, all this stuff. Um, and now this is ridiculous <laughs> or or even or even it's not like a denise and kenny situation but more of like a denise preston situation where right you know girl mm. whose party it is preston decides to have this party and earth girl denise is like fine i will yeah. go i won't have fun 
but I will go because you are my friend and I love you and I want to be supportive. And right. also, I don't trust all of those fuckers to actually cut up the plastic soda rings right. and recycle the cans. <laughs> so that will be my function at this party. You know what? That's, my, that's again, my yeah. new headcanon. Yeah. She is girl whose I, party it is his best friend. I, so, um, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to make such a good transition right now. Okay. So, uh, in the Star Wars Extended Universe, uh, there were these books that were like, uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace, Tales of the Bounty Hunter, and Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina. So they had, they were books from each of the, the principal trilogy that, um, were short stories about characters you saw for two seconds. Okay. I want a Tales from the Girl Whose Party It Is His Party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of Star Wars, the X-Files are having a lightsaber fight on they sure are. the roof. Yep. Um, they're react- reenacting the lightsaber fight from Empire Strikes Back. May I go on a bit of a Star Wars nerd uh, tangent? Go for it. XP1, who I wrote, not Moss, is being Darth Vader, and XP2 is being Luke. XP1 cuts off Luke's hand, then XP2 pushes XP1, and so XP1 says that doesn't happen, but XP2 says it should have, and I I weighed in on this. Okay. I said, to be fair, Luke wasn't close enough to push him, because he was hanging out on this, like, thing, like, like, probably seven feet away from Vader. Okay. He certainly wasn't strong enough in the Force to force push him. Okay. It said, in fact, any scenario where he mustered the power... He would be drawing on his pain, fear, and hatred. This is the path to the dark side. Sorry, XP2, you're wrong. Yep. So you, there's the only way for Luke to push Vader in that instance would be if he gave in to the dark side. At which point Vader would be like, whoa, look at that push. Anyways, you're evil now, so let's go have a drink. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that like even as a non-Star Wars person, that makes sense to me. <laughs> Like, oh, big, big push from my little boy. Come on, bud. Let's go. Let's go have a drink. Good job, <laughs> let's go drink. sport. Yeah, exactly. Champ. Ace. <laughs> have you seen the, uh, there's a, a series of, of like cartoons that are like Vader and son and Vader and daughter. No. And it's basically like Darth Vader with Luke as a kid or Leia as a kid. And it's like giving a piggyback ride or like, it's like fun, like family time, but with uh-huh. Darth Vader and, and his kid is. It's That's cute funny. and weird. Um, yep. So the result of this is that they have lost their only flashlights. Yes. Um, their only flashlights is a funny thing to say. Um, because, like, did they have, do they normally have, like, a backup pair of flashlights? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the finish it that came out, uh, I think, last week as we're recording this, there's a segment where the characters uh, get a backpack full of flashlights Oh. Um, and so that was what it reminded me of. But it was funny because it took me a second to be like, where did I see that? Um, yeah. So that is, uh, they lost their flashlight. And I said, they are nervous in the dark and nature obliges them with an increase in the ambient sounds. Yes. Because then like the crickets turn up and there wasn't a wolf howling at the moon, but you get the impression that right after it cut away, there was. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm about to say something you hate. Okay. You, I, I wrote in parentheses after this, Aaron will hate this. Okay. okay ready? Mm-hmm. Cut back to Prangelston. No, uh, no, yeah, no, I hate that. <laughs> I wrote it and I was like, oof, that is going to go over like a lead balloon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like that at all. <laughs> 
Uh, it says, and she says that this is just like that Scott Bayo thing. She liked Scott Bayo a lot when she was 16. Yes. And then Preston starts to respond. Yeah. With, you don't have to sit here and go through. I'm, I'm really pissed that your, your DVD cut off when it did. Yeah. Because it, anyways, we're, we're going to get there tomorrow, but uh, it's, a, it's a great bit of acting from Mr. Embry. Um, yes, it is. And this is, you know, if I was, if we were in drama and we needed to do a scene from this movie, I think this, this would, would be, be a, a fun great one, one. Yeah. Yeah. Now I kind of want to no. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Bonus content? Bonus content. All right. You, uh, you get really depressed about Barry Manilow and I'll find my angel wings. Perfect. All right. I mean, yeah, I assumed that was the order we were going to do that in. Yeah. So, of yeah. course. Of course. Yeah. Um, may I do social media? You may. All right, so we are on Twitter as a podcast at je underscore minute movies, and I am individually on on Twitter at unabashed James, and I'm at unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, who let us do things like scenes from Can't Hardly Wait as bonus content, um, because we've been given a uh, carte blanche by the uh, by the pod boss. So yep, yep, and so you can follow. You can follow them on, on Twitter at ScavengersNet, as we mentioned on Monday, but they're home to lots of other great podcasts, one of which Aaron will pop an ad for in at the end of this episode. It's true. I will. But uh, now, the actually, we're about to go back in time for uh, the last minute of the week. Yep. Um, normally, we go forward in time, and it's sort of like a slow-moving, sweet, viscous liquid. We're about to, to suck that liquid back up into the, into the beehive. I hate it. I really wish I started saying it, and I really hate it. Yep. The point the point is, Aaron, that time is honeys. Go hot dogs! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey everyone, and welcome to Promo and You'll Miss It, the Blink and You'll Miss It promo, where every promo is over before you know it. I am James, your host, and we're back to talk to you about what season one of Blink and You'll Miss It was about. Well, we talked about all of the Blink discography from Cheshire Cat up through the deluxe edition of California, and we also talked about Boxcar Racer and Plus 44, all of which is available now on the Scavengers Network. So go find it and enjoy.